Shalom Israel, Shalom. I want to welcome everyone to King James Bible University. I'm Elder Michael Johnson with the Lost Sheep of Israel. Today, uh, before we get started, we're going to um, go through one part of the class where, where we need to get cranked up because I made some statements last week where we talked about the sea of glass so we, we're going to go through that we're going to get some understanding there and see what's going on <clears throat> i was also told uh sister forham she was a bit under the weather that um she was going through some asthma issues but but we want to keep her in prayer so everyone that's here that's seen that uh keep keep sister shell in prayer because we need to be praying for one another. And <clears throat> this is a glass. So what I normally do, I will drop certain things to where we'll see how, how close are you listening one and make sure that as we go through class that you pick up and you research it. And then the following week, we're going to go through it. But this one was the sea of glass. I actually spoke about that last week, but I didn't go into detail. So what we want to do today, before the actual class start, we're going to see um, exactly what the sea of glass is. So let's get started. And <clears throat> trying to check one thing. So. Revelation 4, 6, it says, before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. <clears throat> and in the midst of the throne and round and about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. So in front of it and as well as it was behind it. And first what we're going to do, we're going to deal with the beast before we deal with the sea of glass. Because the beast was, this is talking about was seraphims, not cherubims, seraphims. Again, seraphims, not cherubims. Cherubims has uh, four, four, uh, only two wings and four faces. However, in Isaiah, was seen with seraphims. Talking about two different type of creatures. They, and um, seraphims have three sets of wings. Cherubims have the four faces with one set of wings. So we're going to see the difference here. So later on, <clears throat> you won't, excuse me, you won't be going through where you won't be saying, you know, thinking one or the other is one or the same. These are two different, completely two different creatures. So we're going to show the seraphims first. Then we're going to start dealing with the sea of glass. But first we're going to look at seraphims. And we're going to see this what John saw is the same identical thing that Isaiah saw. And when Ezekiel saw something, he saw something completely different than what they seen. So let's go, let's drop down. We're going to drop down to verse 7 and get, get a little bit clearer. It says, And the first beast was like a lion. And the second beast was like a calf. The third beast had a face 
as a man and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Now, you see that these are all second, these are all separate beasts. It's not saying, the, you know, the first phase, the second phase, and it had four faces. You, you see it's not saying that. <clears throat> so we see this is not speaking of many faces. It says a face like, but these have six wings. Watch what's going on. Verse eight, the four beasts, each of them, six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within in the rest of the day and night saying, holy, 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 Lord God almighty, which was and is and is to come. We see that. So these are completely different than cherubims. So now let's see what Isaiah seen, and then we're going to deal with this seal glass. So it says Isaiah six, two, it says above stood a seraphim. So it's clearly letting you know what it is, but now he's going to give you a perfect description of what this seraphim is. Each one had six wings. So they had three sets of wings, <coughs> excuse me, with twain, he covered his face. So with two of them, he covered his face with twain. He covered his feet. So two of the feet was covered with, 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 with a set of wings and with twain, he did fly. And then he used two wings to fly. This is a seraphim. You see that? So these are completely different than cherubims. So now we know that the most high has seraphims. He has cherubims. He has archangels. He has angel that he used for traveling. Cause same as when you see Moses in Exodus, when the angel showed up in the bush, but who spoke. And then he also have angels as messengers, as you see, like with Gabriel and, and a few others that, that are actually in the Bible. So, he has many different ones that's with him, and we have to understand the difference between each one. Verse three, and one cried to another and said, holy, holy, holy. Same thing we just seen over in Revelation. Is Yahweh of hosts, the whole world, the whole earth is full of his glory. His glory. Verse four. In the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And the house was full with smoke. This is some things we're going to start finding out because the full of smoke we're going to see what's, what's going on with that. Verse five. Then said I, woe is me for I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. See, we're going to start understanding what unclean lips and how it all works out. Because he's telling you he dwell with men of unclean lips. But also we have to understand that with these unclean lips, that he's, he, he, he's in this realm. So we have to understand what is going on, why he's in this realm for what this seraphim is actually going to do to him. And it says, for my eyes have seen the king, Yahweh of hosts. So it's letting him know he has seen him. 
And it was for a reason with that, but it's a whole nother teaching within that. Verse six, then flow one of the seraphims unto me having live coal. Live coal is letting you know this coal is actually on fire. In his hand, and he had taken with tongs from off the altar. So we now know that this coal was live. It was hot. It was fire. And he's going to explain it because he's going to actually put this up on his lips to where he's going to actually take that iniquity out of him. And he says, he laid it upon my mouth and said, lo, this have touched thy, uh, thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sins purged. This is why he uses fire. The sea of glass is also mingled with fire which is another teaching actually within itself. However, we're going to go back to Revelation. But as I said, he has to purge this sin away from you. This has to be purged out no matter what. This is why he's actually saying it in this way. That's why he's saying you, you're going to go through the fire and why he's destroying it because he's going to purge this sin out. This, this sin has to be purged out of us. But let's go back to Revelations 15, verse 2. And he said, and I, and I saw it were a sea of glass mingled with fire. And them it had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass, having a harp of God. This shows you the separation. So what is this it? What is it? The sea of glass is the separation of the firmament. So this half is in everlasting or in the kingdom of God and below was it. This is basically what he's showing you. But this is the new Jerusalem and you're going to see exactly what it looks like because it's the sea of glass. This is why it, why it goes into it. Let's jump down to Revelation 21, verse 10. It says, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from Yahweh out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. You see that? This was speaking of the sea of glass. Speaking of between the firmament and New Jerusalem, you can only see this when you actually was in the spirit. This is what this is talking about. That's why I even said from, from, from the first time that sea of glass, that's your separation. This is also why when you look over there in Exodus 24 with the elders, that's why once he sat on his throne, he was sitting on it and it's showing you it was this glass. It was all these precious stones unable, but you, but it's like clear as day. This is what this is going into. Verse 11. One second. This, uh, and then, uh, uh, uh Revelation 21, 10, I'm sorry. And it says he carried away into the spirit and height in height in a high mountain and showed me the great city, the Holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from Yahweh. So you're going up in the spirit, but you, you notice one thing. It showed that great 
city, Jerusalem, coming down, descending down. But everybody that you'll see <clears throat> always speak that they're trying to go up into heaven. But then also when you look at Isaiah, the only one trying to go into heaven and above heaven is Lucifer, Satan. And Yahweh is coming, trying to come down. So this is this is the biggest mix-up where people see, you know, where they say, you know, they 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 parents or whoever is up in heaven, and Yahweh is coming down. But we have to understand to see a glass that you'll see in the building. We want to understand that what the building is of this great of this great place. It says, verse 11, having the glory of Yahweh and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like Jasper, like a Jasper stone, clear as crystal. Now, watch what's going to happen because these stones are as clear as crystal. These are a comparison. The sea of glass and you will see the building the building is the most high in his son. This is the building. <coughs> Excuse me. It says, in the building of the walls of it was of Jasper, in the city was pure gold unto clear glass. But let's move down. Verse 6, verse 19. The foundations of the wall of the city were garnished in all manners of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper. The second was sapphire. The third was, was, was chardonian. The fourth was emerald. Verse 20. The fifth was sarnatix. The sixth was sardis. The seventh was charcelite. The eighth was beryl. The ninth was topaz. The tenth, a uh, chiropyrus. The eleventh was jaconite. The twelfth was amethyst. Verse 21. In the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold. As, a, as it were transparent glass. Now here go your key right here. And I saw no temple there, therein. And I saw no temple therein. For Yahweh Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. What is this saying? They don't dwell in temples. They are the temples. Same as you. That's why once you're at it, that's why he says his father has many mansions. This is what's going on. This is why we clearly need to understand all the time where where people love to sit there and, and think that these 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 rooms these these mansions 
is something that he's providing to where you'll be part of one. But he's literally looking at your, your one of his rooms to where he can dwell in. But this transparent glass is literally letting you know this is the separation. The only way to come through it, you will come through a purging process. That's why you see that separation. So if you decide that you don't want to, uh, uh, most people, do, you know, they, they don't believe they don't have to do commandments. They don't have to do anything. You will not go through that punishment. That's not going to happen. So with that, we need to understand that the 12 gates <clears throat> is letting you know all, all the manners of stones that it's using, but it's transparent as glass, but they are the temple, which is the most high and the lamb. Now, we also have to understand to where when you go through and you're trying to go into the kingdom, <clears throat> that you will go through a purgement. So, but those was the precepts of what the sea of glass is. So now we're going to get ready and um, we have about 12 minutes before the... Uh, the main, the main teachings getting ready to come up to do the, do regeneration, equal reincarnation, the confused, the confusion doctrine. So before it starts up, <clears throat> if anybody have any questions right now, we can uh, go through them. If not, I'm gonna go off for the next twelve minutes and then I come back on. So, so this is what we're gonna go through because I do understand. I know a lot of people are. Uh, currently still asking about passwords and the passwords one we still uh going through it but but, it, but the better way that i found out that we will do it what i will be doing <clears throat> is i'm gonna send out some uh, notices to you guys with those notices it's gonna come with either a phone number or we're gonna ask to where you're gonna actually um it's almost like a Skype in a way because we do still have a lot of people not in Israel still trying to come into these classes and they're using different different methods to try to come in so as we always say I need to know exactly who you are I need to know exactly what I'm dealing with and why I say that because these private teachings is private teachings so private teachings as I said, they were, those are to Israel. And we don't want to make sure that um, Israel is, is not being able to go through a private teaching and it's being occupied by non-Israel. As, as everybody know, I'm very strict on that. And as um, the university know, I'm as, they, they tell you the same thing. So, you know, we got some emails from behind that. We got a lot of... Uh, blowing back from, from that, but what we still need to understand is this, it's to Israel, you know? So I'm not looking for somebody to um, voice their opinion. They can voice their concerns. They can voice their anger behind it. However they want to do it, that's, that's between them because this is, this is actually how these classes run. So if you have any uh, questions, please, uh, just, just, just let me know, you know, from that point. But then, um, 
from what we'll do. We'll, we will always keep trying to go through. It says, uh, the other, I keep trying to, huh. yeah. So, yeah, so um, I'm going through, I don't see anything um, currently. And then we, yeah, now I do have some people where they teach you, they want to know about the baptism teaching, which we will um, be going through, but I'm preparing a teaching actually for that to show you what baptism is and basically what is going on. So this will be a baptism uh, teaching and it should be coming up within the probably about a month or so that I will be doing one on that to where we can completely understand that. I'm just checking my email daily information for the more and sister Forham, I, I can assure you, you, you are completely safe. So that's something you don't have to worry about, but you are completely safe on that. And, um, but we do have a lot of people where, uh, we receive emails from where some of them are set because some found out that I was going to go this other route to where I need to see you or hear you. I need to know who I'm talking to. I need to know what I'm dealing with. So with that, that's, that, that's why some of them are upset behind them or at. And you know, I understand, but about the holidays, but what about birthdays? How, how do I treat them? I treat them as a normal day. I treat birthdays as a normal day. What well, we got to remember, when we see that the birthday based on um, what happened with John the Baptist. So, and mainly they celebrate those in those days. So basically you do see those birthdays in there, same as Moses died on his actual birthday. Moses was 120 and he actually died on his birthday. So, but I do treat birthdays as a normal day. As far as I really go with it, I don't see it as anything else. Um, and yeah, being part of the class, yeah, you will you will get some some information that go out that that uh, will let you know, and then basically once you receive that information, what we're going to be doing we're going to we're going to go through each person because we need to see you because we still have people um, coming up with different type of names to where they are showing they're Israel but they're actually being somebody else. So with that, that's why we <clears throat> that's why we stopped a lot of things there. And then um, Israel, and can you also prep a teaching on how it? Uh, yes, um, with this um, how to operate in business. Yes, I can I, I can actually prepare a teaching on it, and they will keep a a, um, a log of that. Yeah, let's see if I'm still interested in, yes, the, the issue with the calendar, the university actually, uh, you had some people out there was kind of upset and actually I've been going through that pretty much all week. And they actually supplied, actually the UK with tons of top calendars and didn't send hardly anything even to the US, including myself. So we had a long talk with that and Got a few things taken care of, but yeah, they 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 doing the reprints and everything, and they still start coming out here. So once the once once that happens, then we're gonna be fine. But but that's actually what happened. So I think um, 
some of the printers who was upset based on uh, the way that we teaching and mainly most of my teachers is coming out here. Most of them was upset behind it and then they felt that something other for whatever reason. And I'm still interested. Yes, we're gonna make sure because I'm still interested in getting my own calendar. And uh, you're very welcome, Sister Evelyn. And, and uh, Sister Davis, yes, everybody who's coming out in there for private teachings. Again, uh, if you haven't sent me an email that, that my people haven't got a hold to, just make sure you send the email to elder.mjohnson elder at kjbu.org. And then with that, you will be getting a, you'll be getting a, a meeting request. I need to see you or talk to you. That's what's need to be happening. And then it, uh, then uh, we also have uh, many will be celebrating Easter, Passover on April first. The first isn't it correct? Is it correct? One Easter is not talking about Passover, and Passover is not talking about Easter. King James Bible is the only one that actually uses the word Easter, which is Easter is actually celebrating Astro, which it goes into a whole another teaching within itself. But but many heathen holidays actually are planted in the Bible to show you what they are. And Easter is one of them. And seeing the easiest thing you can look in, in, in that one, if you go to Acts 12 and 4, you'll see where they was intended to after Easter to where they was going to end up killing some of the, some of the, some, some of my beloved brothers. But if you look up above, you know, all you got to do is go to 12.3 uh, and you're seeing 12.3, it actually tells you then was the days of unleavened bread. So what they do, they're trying to switch the days. They make an unleavened bread first and Passover second. All you have to do is go to Leviticus 23 and five, and you'll get the understanding there. But that's where they switched it. But then you have other Bibles where they switching Easter and just putting Passover. But Passover is not after the unleavened bread. Unleavened bread is first, unleavened bread is second, Passover is first. And literally, in, in that verse right there, 12, 3, and 4, is telling you they switching it around if, and most people are holding to that day, which is a lie within all itself because now they're using something and as I said, they go into a book that they shouldn't be using. Was Yahweh Shai the word before he became flesh? No, he was not. And that's the problem that most people have. And actually, I do a private teaching on that. But he was not to worry. If he, <clears throat> if Yahweh Shai, <coughs> excuse me, we got to understand. He was born of a woman. So he has a born date. And he also had a death date. The word, or the Most High's word, do not have a born date or a death date. So that's what we really kind of need to understand first. So most people think that Yahawashai, him, the man, was from everlasting. So if he was from everlasting, how did how did they kill him? How did they wait up to that point and kill him? It started making no sense. He was the promised one to be was to come to make known of the Father. That's what he was, that's what he came for. So we have to re we have to remember that, but most people try to put him that, and this is actually why some of this reincarnation stuff came up, and this is part of the problem.
But let's uh, end uh, Big Rob. Yes, you can. Just send me an email at elder.mjohnson at kjbu.org. But we're going to get into um, we're going to get into the lesson, and um, and we're trying to catch up right after this, and, and we'll see um, see how much time we have to go into it. So um, let's get ready for the lesson, and then what we're going to do? We're going to come into it. We're gonna go into it, and then we're gonna start. Uh, we'll go. We'll go back, and we'll take care of some of these um, these questions. So, what we're gonna do? We're gonna get into the region. Do regeneration equal reincarnation? The confusion doctrine. Do regeneration equal reincarnation? Regeneration. Do it actually mean reincarnation? No. No, it don't. Or do it mean something close to it? Reincarnation? No. No, it don't. These are doctrines that are out there in, in teaching that you will be reincarnated if that's true. And not using scripture, you can come into one life and be bad as you want. And when you die, you come back in another life and you can be good. Or you can come in a life and be bad, 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 and then you come in another life to be good, 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 good. You see how it's starting to get really confusing. But you can run, you, 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 you run on this complete trail of destruction. Now you have these so-called Bible teachers teaching this, this, these type of doctrines, which there is no such doctrine. However, you'll see some other teach this form of doctrine and will show you or tell you and have no understanding regeneration. This is the main stage of you for the proposal of the Most High to fully realize all visible things. Understand what it's saying. This is the main stage for you for the purpose of the Most High to fully realize all visible things. How? Renewing the mind. So we're going to get some foundation. We're going to get some precepts. We're going to grab some lines. We're going to get here a little. We're going to get some there a little. Get the understanding. And some mix themselves up with by this confusion of regeneration, writ, with uh, restoration, which in a sense, if people use, you're using the same word as regeneration, but using restoration. Example of making this doctrine. Let's, let's, let's look at some of this. Let's go to Genesis 4. Four and pick it up at 25. It says, And Adam knew his wife again and called his name Seth. And most people are trying to wonder why I went there. We're going to get that clear understanding. Just like I said, we're going to get a foundation understanding what's going on. For she said, For Yahweh said, She have appointed me another seed instead of Abel. Who came slew? Why did we go here? Abel was killed. Did he come back? 
That's the point. She said, for Yahweh said, she have appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom came slew, appointed another instead, see another meaning, an additional of one of the same kind, one more. So that was all. Not Abel coming in another form. Instead, mean a substitute or equivalent. Not the same person. Look at the verse and get the understanding from what Yahweh Shai was saying using the Bible and what Paul spoke about regeneration. Let's look at this. Let's go to Matthew 19.21. Yahweh Shai said unto them, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give it to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me <clears throat> what is this what is this is going on if thou will be perfect <clears throat> excuse me hold on to perfect understand what perfect is saying so if you save is what he was talking to this gentleman was about but there was one thing he was lacking he was holding on to things that was of this world and he didn't want to let them go. That was his problem. This is the wealth of the world. Yahweh is saying that you don't need these things where you're going. These can cause you to sin because you value things of the world over the most high. You value things of the world that is over your neighbor. You value things of the world over life itself. You have people literally being killed because what? They're trying to gain more things of the world. And they put their life on the line for those. So he's saying, get rid of those in comparison. And the same thing is you're getting all the leaven out of your house. Because it represents what? Sin. So sell, get rid of everything of value of earthly over, over him and give it to who? Give it to your brother. Give it to the ones who need it. Why love your you you know, why love your brother as yourself? As he says. Give it to them that need it. These are things that you want and you really are not willing to part with. These are to prove you. You want it <clears throat> so you know your brother or your sister, less fortunate, won't want, want them also. That's the point he's making here. The same point. And your treasure is in heaven, not here on earth. Then come and follow him, Yahweh Shai. This is the test of your love to the Most High. Not valuing things of this world over him or your brother. That's what he's saying here. But let's get a little bit closer. We're going to go over to 2 Corinthians and pick it up at chapter 8. In 8, it says, I speak not by commandment, 
but by occasion of the forwardness of others. Understand, because of the forwardness, it's being tested. And to prove the sincerity of your love. To test your, the sincerity of your love. Meaning, being cheerful and ready to help someone else that has less than you, Israel. With the same promptness to inspect the most high admire them who express more than willingness, which is forwardness. This is your test and to show your sincerity and your love to him. Remember when he was when he was hungry, when he was sick, when he was jailed. As you did unto them, you also did unto him. Now let's see the love that Yahweh had with the most high spirit in him. Same thing. Let's go to verse 9. And it says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Yahweh the Messiah, that through he, he though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. So he was rich, filthy. However, for you, for you, some would say anyone, but I'm saying here, say your, you can even add your name here. So when you read this, we're going to read this actually again and put your name there. He said, for Michael, understand, so you just stick your name right there. For Michael, know that grace of our Lord, Yahweh the Messiah, though he was rich, yet for you, he became poor. See, we need to bring this closer to, to, to us to understand what is what is going on. That's why I said, when he says for ye, you put your name there. Because he did it for you too. This is why they need to be there. So for you, so he got rid of everything and became poor for you so you can get through life. For you, he gave his last even life vest for you to be saved. For you, he told them he was standing your place for your punishment. For you, for you <clears throat> to come to know where he is, you can also be. For you. And have the priceless to give you what? See, because what he want to give you is completely priceless. You can't put nothing on it eternal life. You cannot get caught up in things of this world in the lust of things thereof, but be perfect 
unto the will of the Most High. Let's get a little bit more clarity. Let's let's pull a little bit more closer. Romans 12, 1. It tells you, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of Yahweh, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable, reasonable service. It's the least you can do. See, we, we, we have people want to do everything holy, acceptable unto the most high, which is your reasonable. That's the least you can do. For the love of the most high, we are to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Keep your fingers there. Why? I want you to keep your fingers there. I didn't put it in there, but we, I just want you to look over or just write it down. Hebrews. 10 and 5. And most people already know it's there. It says, Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he says, Sacrifice the offering thou wouldest not, but a body thou hast prepared me. So I beseech you, therefore, brother, by the mercies of Yahweh, that ye present your bodies as a your, your, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Which is your reasonable service. Our body should be holy and acceptable to the most high. Not like we went through mud, dragged it through three miles, and then it had to be washed two or three hundred times. How? Verse two. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing. Regenerated. Of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of the Most High. So we cannot get caught up in things of this world. But this regeneration, and here it is, to be transformed, regenerated. By what? Renewing of your mind. To do what? To prove what you want to do to be had a perfect will of the most high we will be putting on a new man but don't know matthew 19. have this much to understand we are all on the same boat we will have to go back because we are not even done there which one chapter 19. We have to understand what's happening. Second Corinthians 4.15. And it says, For all things, for our sakes, that the abundant grace, love, might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of Yahweh. Many of us redound, meaning increase. For multiple and growth of the Most High in knowledge and understanding. And this is actually coming directly from the law. If we just jot it down, Leviticus 26 and 4, as it says, it says, then I will give you rain in due season. Rain is knowledge, water. 
and the land shall yield her increase, and the, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. That's all he's saying. This is what this verse is saying. Verse 16. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish. Yet the inward man is renewed day by day, is regenerated day by day. The flesh will perish. However, the inward man is renewed or regenerated day by day. Verse 17, for our light affliction, and this is a hard one for most of us, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Our lives here <clears throat> receive affliction, but this is for a moment. And this is, I know to many, it seems like it's eternal. It, it, it seems like it just never stops. But our eternal glory, glory outweighs the temporal, which we're in right now. That's all in a nutshell. For our afflictions is only for a moment. <clears throat> it's only for a moment. But working for us for our seeing the eternal weight of glory verse 18 while we look not at things which are seen <clears throat> what you can see money cars power positions fame These are things you can see. Gain in physical appearance. But it goes on. While we look not on things are seen, because we shouldn't be, but that things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. These are temporary things. Same as you see a lot of a lot of sisters, brothers too. They 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 have a physical appearance or a facial physical appearance and, and they do everything. They buy up every type of drug and every type of cream and every type of thing to try to make this twenty year old face. Well they no, they try to take it like a fifty some year old face and try to make it back in a twenty year old face. They, 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 they turn 60, but they're trying to look 25. And he's already telling you, you're in a temporal body. It's temporary. And it's going to decrease. But we're looking on things that are seen. And he's telling you, we need to be looking at things that are not seen. But these things which are not seen are eternal. See, because money 
fame, gain, all this physical, all this temporal. Temporary, not forever. However, things you want to show you cannot be seen because it's eternal. It's the everlasting. And we cannot handle it right now. Why? Our minds are not renewed. We can't handle eternal things because you're trying to mix it up with temporal things. And Yahweh I made that same statement about things we cannot handle. John 16, 12. And he said, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. We can't bear them. Why? We can't handle the truth. It will kill us. You, we can't, we can't, we can't take the truth. We cannot see eternity and live, but we think we can, but you can't. You can only see what you went through, what is behind you, what is beside you. That's it. Why? Due to your mind is not renewed. It's still part of the world. Some of this is going to, going to trip you out as we go through this. But due to our minds are not renewed, it's still part of the world. So let's understand more why we need to be renewed and why even Moses could not see his face and live. Let's see that. Let's go over to Exodus 33 and 20. And he said, Thou cannot see my face. He told him this plain as day. You can see my face and live. There shall no man see me and live. So you can't see eternity in flesh and live. This is all he was actually saying. You are flesh, not spirit. You cannot look eternity face to face. You're man, you're flesh, and live. Verse 21, and Yahweh said, Behold, there is a place by me thou shalt stand upon a rock. Why? Because you're going to stand upon the rock because he's standing on the rock. It's symbolic. He let you know you're going to stand on truth. Understand what is going on. Verse 22, and it should come to pass. Understand how he's saying it. And it should come to pass when my glory passes by. You see that? And it should come to pass. He said, and when I come by, but he said, it shall come to pass while my glory passes by, I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Why? He's going to explain it why. Verse 23, and I will take away my hand and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Why? Because when he passed by, things that separates us from the Most High is sin. The current state of man is today. This is why you cannot see eternity, his face, and live. You cannot handle the truth, number one. And man knows what eternity, man, not, uh, 
not man knows what eternity actually looks like. You can't even comprehend it. None of us can. We'll try to say, oh, eternity is like this. No, we can't comprehend eternity. We don't know what it looks like. That's why you can't see his face. That's why Moses can't see his face. You can see his back parts. You can see what you're going through, what you what them pass by, but you can't look into the future. You can't look in eternity. So we have to regenerate our minds and our hearts. Colossians 3.9 I lie not to another. See that ye have put off the old man and have with his deeds. So how are we going to put off that old man through death and return it? How will you remember what you did in the former life? If this is what you believe in reincarnation, how can you repent? Remember. See, you can't believe this is the lie because that's what it is. The deeds is what is, is what they were doing in the body given. However, in reincarnation, you are given a new body and haven't did the deeds of the new one and see how crazy it can get because if you was reincarnated, now you are clean to redo it ever again. It goes into nonsense. Verse 10. I have put on the new man which is renewed in what? In knowledge. After the image of him that created him. So we have to put on that new man, be renewed by the knowledge after the image of the Most High who created Yahawashai. And this is the knowledge within the books given to us. Let's go back to Matthew and get some more clear understanding now because now we have some of the foundation, but we need to understand, we need to renew our minds, not reincarnate it. Let's go to Matthew 19. Picking it up at verse 22. And it says, But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful. For what? For he had great possessions. See, this was part of the problem. Because he said, it was one thing he lacked. Go and sell all that you have and come follow me. One thing. And he went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. So remember, how should I told him to sell everything, sell all he worldly stuff, or give it all your leaven. Give it to the poor. However, this man went away sorrowful. One, he did not want to depart from his worldly possessions. Gotta remember, sin is like a drug. It's hard to kick that habit once you have it. That's why he makes those 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 those, those uh, comparisons. Verse twenty-three, and this is why he said this. Then Yahweh then said Yahweh unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly, hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. <coughs> Excuse me. Why is he saying that? It's harder for a rich man to come into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because of what his possessions are. Why do you think this man went away sorrowful? Let's go to verse 24. 
And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. You see how complex this gets? Why? Because you're caught up on worldly stuff, not on eternal things. This is why he makes it even, even more clear in one second. See, because it's far more simple even for an ant to lift an elephant and carry it three miles than a rich man to enter into heaven. Technically what he's saying. A camel and, and women who sow, and you got some brothers out there who can sow too, look at the eye of a needle and you can take that to a zoo and look at that needle and look at the camel and tell me can you get a camel through that eye of the needle? That camel can be dead for 50 years and shrunk all bits and pieces and still you're not going to get that carcass through that eye of the needle. It's not going to happen. That's what he's saying. It's far more simple for that to happen than a rich man to enter into heaven. You see, you, you, you see what's going on there? It's all part of the issue. See, and it's the same thing. You take a rich man, and, and let's look at it this way. It's 342 million people in America. I understand. And we have 43 million Israelites. Now, if a billionaire, understand, a billionaire, and we have some Israelite billionaires. If a billionaire gave 43 million Israelites $1 million each that needed it. Understand? That needed it. And many will spend that in a year's time for things that they just want. Not need, just want. They, 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 they'll push that off in a year's time like it's nothing. However, this has never happened. Why? Because they do not want to change their position in this world. You know it's not going to hurt them whatsoever, but it's not going to change their position. This is the point. This is why we make those kind of points. This is why we need to understand it's harder for this rich man to enter into heaven because he's not going to want to get rid of his stuff. He will not depart from it and give it to the poor. Verse 25. <clears throat> when his disciples heard it, they was exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? <clears throat> so, his disciples wondered who can be saved at this time then, because it was hitting home for them. Because one thing they wasn't understanding or getting the full picture. They were holding on to things of this world. And he explains that. See, because now people want to know who can be saved. Who This issue going on, who now can be saved? Because as he said, it's easier for a rich man to go through an eye of a needle 
which don't even make common sense. You, he's saying, if if I test you and make you become wealthy, many people will turn away from the Most High because you're not going to want to get rid of your stuff. And tell and tell 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 you a little story before we move forward. Basically, uh, I was told this story a while back. It was a a uh, very wealthy man. But and, and and he told he told his wife when he was gonna die. He said, "When I die, I want you to put all my money in my casket with me." Not thinking about her. Put every dime of my money in my casket. Put it in his will. Made sure that that was gonna be followed out to the letter. So he ended up he died first. So they they said, well, you know, through through his will that he says in here, when he died, he wants all his money. He had a few million dollars. He wants all his money put in his casket and be buried with him. And she had to follow those rules. So when they got ready to get ready for the funeral, she went, wrote a check, put the check in the in the casket with him. And buried him with all the money. All he had to do was be able to get up and cash it. Still the money. You see the point? You see how this not making sense? Because we caught up on worldly stuff that we you thinking you're gonna take this money or whatever your possession is into this next life. This is the problem. This is the problem we have. So you have some of them, they saying who can be saved? Because most people is not willing to get rid of their stuff. Verse 26. How shall I beheld them? And said unto them, with men, this is impossible. Why? Because your mind is not right. You, we we want to think of how can we still do this and worry about the things of the world? Because you can see them. You can see your money. You can see your worldly possessions. You want those. You don't want to get rid of those. With flesh, this is not possible. Because you are looking upon flesh. With flesh, you're not going to do it. Because you see it. But what he says, but with Yahweh, all things are possible. Why? Because we have to understand when you're dealing with him, the most high, all things are possible. 
he's look at he look eternally. We look temporal. Let's go a little further. Then Peter said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have? Therefore, now you, we done forsaken everything. What we going to have? Peter stated this, that he left everything to follow Yahawashai. I left everything. I dropped everything to follow you. He answered, Yahawashai said unto him, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration. You follow that? When the Son of Man shall sit on the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. What did he just say? So in the renewing of your mind, which will be in the beginning, we're going to be digging into because of the regeneration, the changing of your mindset. Is what he's talking about. This is what the foundation we're going to get into. See, you follow me in the regeneration when the Son of Man should sit on the throne of his glory. When you renewing your mind and you're not worried about fleshly things and you on eternal things, ye also should sit upon the twelve thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. But let's go move down a little bit more. And everyone that have forsaken his houses or brother or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my name's sake shall receive 100 fold and shall inherit everlasting life. Why? Because you changed the regeneration of your mind. You done changed your way of thinking. You don't no longer look at temporal things. You're looking at eternal things. This is what he's talking about. You have forsaken everything. Your houses, your brother, your sisters, your father, your mother, your wife, your children, or land. For the most high sake for salvation because that's all he's saying for my name's sake see because he was named by Yahweh what Yahweh Shai what salvation so you have forsaken everything for salvation's sake let's read that again for everyone that have forsaken houses or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for salvation's sake, <clears throat> to be saved, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit eternal life, everlasting life. You see that? So, you're going to leave behind everything, including the flesh. 
that he's speaking of family is earthly because family is earthly. This is what is going on. So we need to make sure what is happening. Because we're not here to do these things. For his sake, we want everlasting life. He's speaking of family, but this is included also in the law. If not the most high, that's sin. <clears throat> See, it is not of the most high for us to do it, it's sin. So, see, we are being tested in the waters of Mary Bob. Let's get somebody to understand it. Deuteronomy 33, picking up at nine, it says, who said unto his father and unto and to his mother, I have not seen him, neither did he acknowledge his brother nor his own children for they who observe thy word and keep thy covenant. See, we had to keep the covenant with the Most High, not to break his laws and expect to come back in time and time again until we get it right. Total nonsense. Die, come back. Die, come back. Die, come back. Total nonsense. He said unto his mother, I have not seen him, his mother and father. Neither have I acknowledged my brother, his brother, nor his, nor his own children. Thy have I observed thy word and keep the covenant. Talking about what? Verse 10. Thou shalt teach Jacob thy judgments and Israel thy law. And thou shalt increase before thee in whole burnt sacrifice upon the altar. These are the ones who will teach the judgments in the laws. Why? But one have to change of heart, a new way of thinking. This is only speaking of regeneration, not reincarnation. This comes by what? By circumcision of the heart. Ezekiel 11. Picking up at 17, it says, Therefore, say, Thus said Yahweh God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where ye have been scattered. I will give you the land of Israel. So he would gather his people. Not people gathering to show themselves proof that there was and are not the people, because he said he would gather you. But they gathered themselves. They assembled from, from other countries, and he will bring us back into the land of our fathers. Verse 18. Actually, verse 18. <clears throat> and they they shall come thither and shall take away all thy detestable things thereof, all abominable thereof from thence 
So all detestable things, everything that disliked that we did, including the abominations, you name it, we did it. He's going to take away all this stuff. Verse 19. And I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you and will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them a heart of flesh. You see that? So he would give us a new heart and spirit regeneration for the one reason to stop doing wrong to others in him. Verse 20. That they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinances and do them. And they should be my people and I will be their God. You see that? So they're walking all these laws. They have a new mindset, not thinking whatever is right in their own sight. Fleshly, earthly. This is why you need to be born again, meaning the same thing, regeneration. This is why we need to understand when you regenerate it, you regenerate the way you think the way you are. Let's look at another example. Let's go to John 3 and 1. Get a better example. It says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now Nicodemus, a teacher, who came to Yahushua at night to learn. But he also tried to stand up for Yahushua, which a lot of people don't know. He tried to stand up for Yahushua until they checked him as if he was one of, one, one, one of them that was with him. See, they had to check him real quick. Because he was trying to get it, he was trying to first get Yahweh out of trouble until they checked him. Let's go over and check this. Uh, we're going to look at uh, John 7. And Nicodemus said unto them that came to Yahweh by night. See, he came to Yahweh by night being one of them. Watch this. Do our law judge any man before it hear him and know what he doeth? See, he gonna check him with the law, but he won't. But because every man is supposed to be heard on the manner of a brother and sisters according to the law. However, they was not trying to hear it. They were judging him unfairly. If you if you're going to judge by the law, you have to hear his case and righteously judge. He was pulling this from Deuteronomy 116. It tells you right there. And I charge you judges at, at that time saying, hear the cases between your brother and judge righteously between every man and his brother and the stranger that is with him. So as Nicodemus stated, that, 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 that would accept even as if they was from um, Galilee, which that's what they're going to blame him, what he was from. Yeah, I wish I was from the other parts, but he was born. But he and they wanted to judge the people fairly, but they were judging them unfairly. See, because that's how they're supposed to judge. Righteously. And not as they were doing Yahweh because they were doing him completely unfair. 
Verse 17, you shall not respect persons in judgment. And this is the biggest problem we have today. You respect somebody if they have money or if they have power. See, you can have the, you can have the crookedest person with money and you and you and you respect their their knowledge because of money. You have many fools today have money and make the stupidest statements even on television and people respect it. People listen. Because of what? Because they have money. We can we can see that today from 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 the ground zero all the way up into government. You should not respect respect persons in judgment, but you should hear the small as well as the great. You should not be afraid to of the face of man, for the judgment is Yahweh's. In the case that is too hard for you, bring it unto me. And I will hear it. We are not to respect the person on no matter on no matter what his stature is, rich or poor. Seeing Nicodemus came to Yahushai at night, <coughs> excuse me, to learn. Watch. Let's go back to John. Three and two. And it says, That same came to Yahushai by night and said unto him, Rabbi. We know, so he's talking about more than himself. We know thou art a teacher come from Yahweh. So he ain't saying, I know, we know. So he's saying, they all know this. He basically just telling on them. We know thou art a teacher, but no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except Yahweh be with him. You see, you see how he playing this here? He's letting you know clearly. He's in the sect with the Pharisees. He's part of their clique. But he's telling him. We know. So they know. They just want to get rid of him. But that's beside the point. Verse 3. Yahweh shall answer and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of Yahweh. So if your way of thinking or your mind, he was a teacher who had statues and had this serious status in the community, what Nicodemus was doing was actually a confusion in being a hypocrite. You see that? See, coming to Yahweh shy at night and teaching the people on the day. See, this is what Nicodemus was doing. He even came and told him he knew and the rest of them knew he was a teacher that came from the Most High. Thou art a teacher come from Yahweh. It's clear today in verse 2. We know.
This is the seriousness of this. Let's go to James 3.15, pick it up a little bit more. It says, this wisdom descendeth not from above. What? This worldly wisdom. But it's earthly, sensual, devilish. You see that? Learn the truth and go back where you have status to be cool about it. You have to change the frame of mind either the way you stand for the Most High and stand for your father in life, but then he want to rule the earth and be full of what? For where is envy and strife, there is confusion in every evil work. Envy and confusion in everything to do is evil. This is not wisdom from above. This is what the problem is. So, let's see. Verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy, full of love and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Not presenting a false appearance of virtue or being deceitful in the show a good character, but really being false even in your morals. Basically, being a counterfeit. Yahweh Shai even said to beware of people that's like that. That's why he said, beware of the Pharisees. Why? Because of what? He was coming to him at night. And Yahweh Shai said, beware of these. Beware of this. Actually, let's Luke 12, 1. And it says, And in the meaning, in the meantime, when they were gathered together, an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trued upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, first of all, first of all, Beware ye of the leaven of leaven so he's telling you in the allegory leaven beware of sin of who of the pharisees which is hypocrisy you see that so he's saying beware ye of sin of pharisees which is hypocrisy So these are things that are revealed unto you. Nothing will be hidden or unknown. A light will shine in their darkness. Nicodemus was trying to understand this regeneration understanding by renewing of the mind. But though being completely reborn as in a person being reincarnated from a child being born again. This is what he thought. John 3, 4. This is why, this is why he had so many problems. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? This was the main problem. So he thinks he'd be born again, he got coming through a natural way as a man, as though through a woman. But he's speaking of going through his mother's womb again to be born again as a child. 
regeneration by born of a woman and need to be reborn in the spirit by renewing of your mind. This is what's the main confusion that he even had and he called himself a teacher. This is what Yahweh was trying to get everybody and this is why it's here for us to understand what was going on. You're getting truth here and you're taking it somewhere else but you because you have status somewhere else. You have to pump that to them. Let's go a little bit deeper. Verse 5. Yahweh shall answer, Verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. What is he saying? Except a man be born of water, knowledge, and of spirit, change of heart. If not, he cannot enter into the kingdom of the Most High. His understanding was blind for worldly gain and power. This is all it's saying. As he said, he will rain water, he will, he, he will rain it upon us, this knowledge. We have to be born of that. We have to understand what, what he's given us. So, for blind or worldly power is what most of us like to do. We like to stay in these high positions. Ephesians 5.26. Let's get some better understanding. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So the water it's the knowledge and the understanding that is given. Clear. Clear as day. This is what we have to understand. Deuteronomy 5.26, it says, My doctrine shall rain as, shall drop as rain. My speech shall distill as dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb and the showers upon grass. See that? These teachings are a rain falling from heaven. Dew will lay on the leaves for the meditation. If not, we are walking in darkness. You see that? This is what we need to do. Renewing of the mind. Ephesians 4.17. We're going to go through a little bit more. It's even tell you, This I say therefore, testify unto Yahweh that ye henceforth walk not as Gentiles walk in vanity of what? Their mind. How do Gentiles walk? Teaching lies and things that, do, that, that, that you don't understand. Vanity within their minds. Famous one I love to use John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, for whoever believes on him should have everlasting life. First thing you do, ask him about John 17, 9, for I pray not for the world. Hmm. This is what's going on. They tell you, um, same as some getting ready to do, 
They're getting ready to do Easter, calling it Passover. Easter's Passover. Uh, uh, Christ born on uh, December 25th. Really? Don't walk as Gentiles walk. Heathens. <clears throat> in vanity in their minds. This is, this is all he's getting into. But this is how we like to walk. Vanity in your minds. Verse 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated, alienated from the life of God through ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. You see, you see, just constantly being blind. You are separating yourself from the most high from ignorance. The teachers and pastors and the people of, of learn that learning out of them because of their own reason, they teach. They teach for gain. They're blinded. They teach for power. They're blinded. They teach for fame. They're blinded. Are we, are we understanding this? This is the blindness of your heart and of your mind. That has to be regenerated. In regeneration of the mind, you can have eternal life by that way, by doing the will of the Most High. Let's go a little bit deeper. Verse 19, who being past feeling has given themselves over to lasciviousness to the work of all uncleanness with greediness, with greediness. Understand, with greediness. For worldly things, they do teach. Same, same as I say, I teach, let me sell, let me sell ice. 25, 25 cents a piece. By the time it get to you, it's already melted. They do it for greediness. To get over on you. And, and, and most people who've been watching and <clears throat> God bless them, who've been really just learning here, you know, I you know I'm I'm deaf at your ears on a preacher who takes money. I am definitely deaf at your ear because he has no reason to be taking money. He's working for the other side. You doing pastors' appreciations for what? He works for somebody else. I work for Yahweh. I'm his servant. Why are you giving me appreciation? But thank you. That's cool. Bless you. Hey, that's cool too. What you going to do all these other things for? <clears throat> I have a job to do. Tell you what, let's look at this better. Let's say uh, I come to your job. I'm going to shut down everything. We're going to have appreciation for you. For whatever reason. 
That wouldn't even make sense. Because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So you can, same thing. So if I come to your place of business and you provide me a service, and when you finish, I say, thank you. So kind. I appreciate you doing that for me. We're good. Same thing on this side. Hey, hey, elder, brother, hey, I appreciate, hey, I enjoyed it. I'm good. That's what this is about. But they don't want that. We have ones out there, they're greedy. They want stuff. And they want expensive stuff. And they're giving themselves over to what? To the other side. Verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ. Hmm. So if be that ye have heard him, have been taught by him as the truth in Yahawashai. Oh, 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 are, we, are we getting this? Tell yourself what you have learned. See, because that's what it's in. Been taught by him. Tied. Oh, let me, I need that 10%. Really? Oh, we don't have cows. We don't have these things no more. So give your money. You don't think they were working back then for money? But now just give your money. They had jobs back then. But but we're gonna we're gonna have a building fund. We got a pastor's aid fund. We got a Sunday school fund. We got a we got a we got we got we got a fund for the little children's fund. Then say you are blessed in reverse. By grace ye are saved through Yahushai or Messiah. See, this is the problem. Verse 22. That she put off concerning those former conversations, <clears throat> the old man. That's, that's what it was doing. That, that old man, that old mind, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Deceitful lust. Doing what? And they tell you, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Conversations. Yeah, well, you need to take care. You need to take care of your pastor. You need to take care of me. Deceitful lust. These are things that they get into. 
See, by grace you're saved through Yahweh Messiah. Verse 23, and be renewed, there you go again, in the spirit of your mind. He tells you this main thing as he gets into it. He says, he owned the cattle on a thousand hills. He owned the beasts of the field, all the fowls of the air. He owned everything. He said, he even goes on more. If I was hungry, I wouldn't even tell you. But they saying the most high want your money. Really? This is this 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 is the biggest problem that's going on. Verse 24. That you put on that new man, which is after Yahweh is created in the righteousness in true true holiness. This is the gift that's being given to you. To him being the Lamb of the Most High is a gift from Yahweh, which it even tells you that in Ephesians 2 and 8, it says, For by grace you are saved through faith. And what you what, what you believe in. And that, not of yourself, it is the gift of Yahweh. It's a gift. So we can't be boasting on something that we get as a gift. See, because you were invited to this new kingdom. So you did not stumble up on it or come up on it by accident by far. So you cannot boast on this. Thank the Most High for offering you the truth. And many of you, it's just all over it. Can't get enough of it. Just, just, just get high all day on it. See, that's how some are. They want that gift and they, and they, and, and they like to go for seconds, thirds, fourths, and fifths. they was invited to the party verse 9 not a work see not a works at least any man should boast see you, you can't boast on this thinking well I'm in the truth and y'all ain't well I'm saved you not she even should but I'm saved and you not really so it's a gift of God so you can't boast was invited to the party. But he goes on more. See, because you have some would love to boast on, on, on what they think they have. Verse 10. For we are his workmanship. See, we are the clay. He's the potter. See, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. See, that's Yahweh unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. See, he already had this foundation laid out for us. And it's molding us as he did his son, Yahweh So we are to learn and to walk as Yahweh walked. See, before we were in the world. 
And he tells us everything on how to do it. So wherefore, remember, 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 understand that ye bring being in times past Gentiles in the flesh. This is what we have to remember. Repent. Same saying same thing. In times past, Gentiles in the flesh. Who are called uncircumcision. Your mind, your heart. By what you call circumcision in the flesh. But you circumcise, but think that you, it's good. But you are still uncircumcised. You are circumcised by flesh, but not in spirit and in your heart. Because what? Circumcision in the flesh made by hands. He ain't saying by hands. See, because we're still acting that Gentiles in the flesh, doing ungodly things. Tell you what. Make it, let's bring it a little bit closer. Same, same with us brothers. See, because the only one I can point to this is the brother with the, basically with the, with the physical circumcision. Many of us were circumcised, which I was circumcised. And the same thing what we did, I was slapping down pork like it was no tomorrow. Slapping down crab and everything else like it was no tomorrow. Purely circumcised. Now you're getting the point. I wasn't circumcised in the spirit. I'm thinking I'm doing everything right for the most high. It was doing everything wrong. I was circumcised in the flesh, but not in the spirit. Acting as a Gentile in the flesh, doing ungodly things, worldly things, didn't care about uncircumcised heart. But we'll say, and the same thing, treat people certain ways, do all kinds of things. Why? I was circumcision in the flesh, not in the heart. My mind wasn't right. Verse 12, at the times ye were without Christ, <clears throat> being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. I was alienated from there. From the commonwealth of Israel. Why? And strangers from the covenant of the promise. Having no hope and without Yahweh in the world. See, I'm saying me, but many of you guys too. See, we all got to look at this together. So we can't be sitting there pointing fingers on who we first look at us. We are strangers, aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, complete strangers to the covenant of the Most High with no hope, even through our own blood of Israel. Because many think just because you are the blood of Israel that you are cool. And it's telling you, you are circumcision in the flesh, but you are not uncircumcised. You are, you, you are uncircumcised of the heart, but you are circumcised of the flesh. Had no hope. None. Verse 13. But now in Messiah Yahushai, ye who sometimes were far off or made not, made close by the blood of Yahushai. So this is what was going on. So so being far from the most high, or by blood or close to Yahushai, ye are close to the most high, but doing what? For he is our peace 
who have made both one, who have broken down the middle wall or the partition between up between us. Because he was showing us the way. Yahweh Shai broke down that barrier between us by what? Through his death and sacrifice of, 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 of his life for ours. So for those who will only see earthly is in flesh. For them who see spirit is of spirit. Let's see this. John, let's go back to John. John 3, 6. It says, which is born of the flesh is flesh. That's fleshly thinking. And which is born of spirit is spirit. So if you're born of spirit, you're going to think spiritual things. <clears throat> Renewing in your mind. So we have to understand that which is spirit will so don't act surprised at this. See, because flesh and blood, <clears throat> excuse me, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of the most high. That which the spirit will. So don't be acting surprised about that. Verse seven. Marvel not that I said ye must be what? Born again. Your mind has to be renewed. <clears throat> you must in, as he command to change your heart and your mind we need to ask the most high to purge us from our sinful nature because we have a sinful nature we have to receive that new heart and that new mind we, we need to be born again not reincarnated again in again, in again, in again born again <clears throat> excuse me to receive that new heart and that new spirit psalms 51 picking it up at six it says behold i desire the truth that is in the inward parts i desire truth in the inward parts and and in the hidden parts shall make me known to know wisdom why because he's written it upon our hearts for us to know his wisdom and truth. So he goes on more. Purge me with hyssop and shall be clean. Wash me and I shall wither than, uh, whiter than snow. Didn't we just hear this? When we was getting the foundation, purge me and he had to purge him. And you should be clean. Wash me. Why? the water of the word didn't we just hear all this see purify them is making like 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 with flowers and you will be clean because you're being fed to where you can bloom to where you can blossom verse 8 make me hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice because you will be broken down verse 9 hide thy face from my sins blot out all my iniquities he's just repeating sins again you see that so he's saying keep 
thy sinful nature from him and blot out his sins. And here it is. Verse 10, create in me a what? A clean heart. And including create in me a clean heart, O Yahweh, including renew a right spirit within me. By creating a new heart, we'll receive a renewed spirit. The spirit is not that simple to understand. Let's see. Back to John 3. Picking it up. We're going to go some more. It says, The wind bloweth where, 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 where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst it not tell which it come, whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born a spirit. What is it saying? The spirit, that's what it's talking about. So the wind is, is the spirit. You don't know which it come as in Adam and Eve. As they heard the voice of Yahweh walking in the garden in the cool of the day, which you'll see in Genesis 3, 3 and 8. This is where Yahweh shy, what they were speaking of. See, we don't know where, 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 where the wind is going. And this is what it's talking about. Verse 9. Let's get more. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can things these things be? Nicodemus had no idea what Yahweh was speaking of. Mind you, he's a teacher. Understand? He's a teacher. We have Pharisees today. Teaching on the Sabbath today. And he asked, how can these things be? He don't know. But he's a teacher. Verse 10. Yahweh shall answer and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel? You see, you see, you see how he, he, he put right in his face. Yeah, but, you, but, you, but you're a master of Israel, aren't you? You got clout and you got stature in Israel. Don't you? You see that? Yahweh Shai answered and said unto him, He's talking about how can he say me? Aren't you, ain't you, ain't you, ain't you big timing in Israel? And know of not these things? See, he's straight out, he's straight out checking him. You're a master. Meaning a few things that he done. Meaning an owner, an elder, a sovereign, a teacher, a superintendent, a lord, a sir, and rabbi. That's what he's saying to him. When he said, you're a master, you're an owner, elder, sovereign, teacher, you're a superintendent, you're a lord, you're a sir, you're a rabbi. And know of not these things? Really? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and yet receive not our witness. 
See, many things we're teaching, what they are taught, and they speak of things only can be seen, not of not of the unseen. You have not received a witness of nothing about those scriptures. Let me say let me let me let me say that bring it a little bit closer. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know. What's that part saying? We are teaching of what we are taught. See, this is what they're doing. This is why he's telling Nicodemus this. See, he was taught what to teach them. So he's also saying, we speak that we do know and testify what we seen. And ye receive not our witness. See, you, you, didn't, you didn't get it from me. You didn't get it from my heavenly father. He was taught that. This is why you can go around to many different camps and different places and different, different, different areas. Some on the Sabbath, some even on Sunday. You can get pretty much the same thing all the time. They just say it in a different flavor. It all depends on who's teaching. But it's the same thing all the time. Same thing, just a different way of saying it. Same way, different way. One come out with a new precept they done stumbled upon, and then they start teaching. Then all of a sudden that goes right through the pipe. And they start teaching that same thing. They come, come up with all of them. They start teaching all the same thing. But he's saying, not the unseen, but not because they ain't received witness from those scriptures. So they got to get a witness from who they learn it from before they teach it. Verse 12. So if I had not told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you heavenly things, things that are unseen? unseen thing so that the simple things that are earthly and you don't believe them then you want to hear heavenly things which is impossible for you to understand them however according to the most high love for us he called many to be renewed of the mind and of the spirit this is what he did Titus pick it up at, at 3 uh, chapter 3 verse 4 it says before the kindness of kindness and love of Yahweh our Savior towards men appeared. So Yahweh came by the love of the Most High, not by, by not by works of righteousness, which we have done. We are pure sinners, doing everything wrong. That's what, that's what he's saying. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to the mercies, according to the love, he saved us. By, wash, by washing of regeneration, by washing, making us, changing our minds and our hearts. And seeing this right here, clearly regeneration, the, the rethinking and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit. You see, you, you see how he's running this. 
Let's go down a little bit door, which he shed on us abundantly through Yahweh Shai, the Messiah, our Savior. He's telling you all this. He's showing this to you. He shed it, this on us, through the blood. And we see this in Yahweh Shai. Verse 7. In being justified by grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of what? Eternal life. That's what everybody's shooting for. Not keep being uh, reincarnated, 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 reincarnated. It's, it's no common sense. It's through the renewing of your mind and your heart. Through the regeneration of that. Regeneration of the mind, rethinking of the mind, and renewing your spirit. We are justified by grace, being born again by renewing of our mind. First Peter one twenty three it tells us, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of Yahweh. Pretty much plain, simple English right there. Being born again, just stop right there. And then just drop down another line by the word of Yahweh. Being born again by the word of Yahweh. Why? By the word of Yahweh, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. You see how you can switch it around no matter how you switch it around, it's going to come out to the same thing. Being born again by the word of Yahweh, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed, which liveth and abideth forever. See that? Plain simple. Plain and simple. But through the word of the Most High, understanding first, regeneration, that the person does not die and be reborn in another body to accomplish what Yahweh Shai was saying. If you change your mindset and heart, you actually become a new person. And he makes sure that's clear when we go over here to 2 Corinthians and 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He is regenerated. Old things pass away. Behold, all things are become new. So if Christ is in you, and you are in the Father, the Father's in Yahweh Shai, Yahweh Shai is in you, and you are in him, and he's in you, guess what? You are a new creature. I know that's a mouthful, but anyone can say it because it'll get people twisted up. But the same thing. If the Father's in Yahweh Shai, and you and you and Yahweh Shai, Yahweh Shai and you, and you and him, guess what? He's in you. So you're a new creature. And he's going to make himself known unto you and he will tell you about heavenly things and not just earthly things and he's going to show you all verse 18 and all things are of yahweh who are reconciled us to himself by yahweh shine messiah have given to us the ministry of reconciliation so he will reconcile you unto himself 
he also loves himself. See, that's what you got to remember. So if he's in you and you and him and you and your Hawashai, your Hawashai and you, and that makes your Hawashai and you, then that puts the Father in you, and guess what? He loves himself. So he's going to bring you to himself because he loves himself. You see, you, you see how he does this? So he loves himself, so he's going to restore his relationship with you to bring you to him because you're part of him and he, he abodes there. His relationship is pleasing before us and have been hostility or mainly been alienated from him. Verse 19. To wit, that Yahweh was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. You see that? Same thing. Yahweh was in him, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, but have committed and unto us the word which of reconciliation which is repentance so you see Yahweh was, was making himself known to Israel however not to not to changing us for our sins but how to show us the way back to the kingdom through repentance that we will can get restored our relationship with him the most high shows us <clears throat> or promises us through Yahweh um um Resurrection. That's First Peter. Takes it right there. First Peter in one three. Blessed be Yahweh and Father of our Lord Yahweh the Messiah, which according to his abundant mercy have given us again unto a lively hope by what? The resurrection of Yahweh Messiah from the dead. So blessed be the Most High, blessed be given to each of us called to through truth of his love unto, unto you and giving of his love through sacrifice his son on earth that we may understand the things of the world are corruptible, even the body. In what? Verse 4. An inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. A lively hope is meaning the regeneration of resurrection of Yahawashai from the dead, from the seed can change <clears throat> a form from a seed and it contains everything it needs to become a what? Become a plant, a bush, a herb, a tree, a fruit tree from all, the, from, 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 from all that you see. That's why he uses the seed. That seed contains everything it needs to become what? A full-blown tree. Trees using seed and some, some, some yield fruit. Which one is better? See, let's think about this. Let's go over here to Genesis <clears throat> 11 and get some understanding there. It says, And Yahweh said, Let the earth bring forth grass and herbs yielding seed and the fruit trees. See, now, now it says, Including. The fruit trees. So we're not looking at the the, 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 the grass and the herbs yielding seed in the fruit trees. That's that's the other part we need, including the fruit trees yielding fruit after his kind. You see that? These are talking about two separate things. Whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. That's the allegory that was given, but that's the whole other teaching within itself. Because when you look at it, it says that the earth bring forth grass. And herbs yield and seed. Grass don't grow anything as well as herbs don't grow anything. They just have leaves and to where you can change them to where they have taste. 
That's what it's saying. But then it says, including the fruit trees see it now a tree grow, but it also has something that grows off of it. That's the key, but that's the teaching within itself. But that's something that you just meditate on and you get the understanding there. And some people will come to that understanding and completely understand exactly what this is saying. So, but it's saying who see is in itself because that tree that grew, that grew up to a tree, and then all of a sudden fruit comes on it. And then that fruit actually has seed inside the fruit. And you can plant it to do it again. So let's look at verse 12. And it says, And the earth brought forth grass, and herbs yielding seed after its kind, and the trees yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And Yahweh saw that it was good. So, we're speaking or promote of a fruitless tree. Because you have trees up here, as it's saying, some trees had fruit, some didn't. It just had seed to where it can reproduce itself. But it wasn't a fruit tree. So these trees teach with, with no fruit. This is one that you watch for. So many as us want to, to, to plant and bush our herb and to learn from. So it has no fruit. However, if it has no knowledge, so it is good, but it will have to rule over you. So you have some who have no fruit and try to rule over you, which makes no sense. That's where we comes in. That's where these different things comes about, which goes into an allegory, which we're going to talk about a little bit and touch it to get some understanding exactly what this is saying. Because in regeneration, all this goes in, all, all goes in the same because we have some that you see where you see herbs and everything else will grow but have no fruit on them. But then you have fruit trees that have fruit. That's where you can get knowledge from. But it's all symbolic. That's why he he went to the he went to a clear to a fig tree. A fig tree is supposed to have fruit. But the fig tree was growing like a weed. I'll say this again. The fig tree, when they went to the fig tree, the fig tree is supposed to have fruit. But when they got there, that fig tree had no fruit. It was like a weed. It was like an herb tree. So he cursed that tree because it had no knowledge there. That's basically what happened. But let's get a better understanding. And let's, and let's, let's see this in the allegory to, to understand better what's going on. Let's go to Judges 9, picking it up at verse 8. It says, And the trees went forth in a time to anoint a king over them, and said unto the olive tree, Reign over us. So typically this is a parable in uh, the, like the useless thorn bush that aspires to be king. However, useful trees do not want those type of positions because they're useful. They, 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 they produce fruit. So they don't want these positions. You follow me? And it's it going to start making sense as we go more. And this is really about a lemon lack in um. The Blimelech and, uh, and Gideon, really what it's, about, uh, what it's really about. But it gives it to you in an allegory. So verse 9, and it says, But the olive tree said unto them, Should I leave my fatness wherewith by me thy honor, Yahweh, in man? You see that? And go and be promoted over the trees? You see, like, are you serious? You want me to leave this to go be king over you guys you see that so 
this is, he's useful, he's designed not to leave, but he was going to be promoted over some trees. Let's go more, a little bit more. Verse 10. And the trees said to the fig tree. So they didn't went. Now they didn't went to the fig tree. Come thou and reign over us. Now they, they didn't went from the dollar tree. Now they, got, now they went to a, a fig tree. Wanted to go and reign over them. What did he say? But the fig tree said unto them, should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit and go to be promoted over trees? See, not, if you notice, they're not saying no, no time fruit trees. Trees? That's it? And you want me to leave my goodness to be a king? So he said, no, I'm, I'm not going to. No, you, guys, you guys are talking nonsense. Verse 12, then they said unto the tree, unto the vine. So now they're going to a vine. That's where grapes and everything else comes from. Come thou and reign over us. They, they keep going down. The, they're going down the line. Verse 13, and the vine said unto them, should I leave my wine which cheereth Yahweh and man and go and be promoted over trees over y'all? Again, are, are you serious? See, he's serving the most high and giving knowledge to man. But, but watch, just watch. Verse 14, then the tree, then said all the trees unto the bramble. This is a weed. It's a bush. No fruit, no nothing. Come thou, reign over us. What do you think? He, he, ain't got nothing, he ain't got nothing to lose. He's a weed. Nothing there. But let's see what, let's see what he says. Verse 15. And the brumble said unto the trees, If in truth ye anoint me king over you, then come and put your trust in my shadow. Understand what he's saying. And if not, let fire come out of the brumble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Yes. That's all he was saying. Yes. But you put trust in me, anoint me king, and the weeds and the brumble started a fire, and what happened? And killed the and killed the fruit trees. That's what he basically wanted to do. But then they had no knowledge of what you would grow or renew your mind. This was to display really just a Gideon of Ablimelech. That's all it was. Gideon was representing the useful plant, and Ablimelech was the worthless one. Let's look at part of it. Judges 8.22. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule over us. Same thing. Just going back a chapter. Both thou and thy son, and the son, sons, and thy son's sons also, and thou delivered us from the hands of Midian. But watch what he says. He makes this completely clear. 
And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over, over you. Yahweh shall rule over you. You see that? He's making this clear. So as, as he made this clear that he that he's not going to rule over them, he don't want to. But they were looking for someone. So Abimelech was made king, but you're going to see what's going to happen with him. Let's go to Judges 9, 16. It says, therefore, when ye have done truly and sincerely in that ye have made Abimelech king. And if ye dealt well with Jeroboam in his house and have done unto him according to the deserving of his hands. So, a bush without fruit. That's what they did. Let's jump down to verse 20. See what happened. But if not, let the fire come out from Abimelech and devour the men of Shittim and the houses of Melo, of Melo and let the fire come out from, from men of Shittim and from the house of Melo and devour Abimelech. So basically that's all that was going on. So come see because this is what he was about. He had no fruit. He had nothing to lose. Because he wasn't going to be king. See, but as Gideon was saying, he wanted the most high to be your king. And he just went to do, go do a job. So we have to keep the commandments. However, it is hard for someone. Or hard for some. So we put people in the place to justify our behavior. The same as a dog returned to his vomit. So if we put somebody in before us, we feel that we can put them and say that, well, we was following him and he was our king and he showed us the wrong way. He don't care. Who told you to put him there? The same as they went around asking for someone else. Your mind not renewed. Your spirit not renewed. You, you, you're trying to put a fall guy in place. That's foolishness. Proverbs 26, verse 10. It tells you, The great Yahweh that formed all things both rewarded the fool and rewarded transgressors. Verse 11. As a dog returned to his vomit, so a fool returned to his folly. This is what they do. So remember, renew your heart and your mind and become a new creature. And how you do that? You ask Yahweh to do that. Psalms 51.10, create in me a clean heart, O Yahweh, and renew a right spirit within me. So, circumcision of the heart and new spirit, you are a new creature, regenerated. Once not, once not keeping the commandment, and now keeping it. So, if you wasn't keeping them, keep them. Learn them. Understand where they're coming from. They of Him. Let's go to the Wisdom of Solomon and get, get a better picture. It says, for the whole creature 
in its proper kind were fashioned again anew, serving the, the, the peculiar commandments that were given unto them. You see that? Serving a peculiar commandments that was given unto them. That thy children might be kept without hurt. <coughs> Excuse me. Keeping the most high commandment. Keep you from hurt in becoming a new creature. This is all it's talking about. Solomon, Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. It says, "Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new." So, as we close. Some will follow Christ if you're a new creature, old things, and then you have new things that become new to you. So in regeneration, as just that, a new mind, a new heart to follow the Most High, things that are unseen in sight, but in your heart and in by faith is seen. So through the promise shown by Yahawashai, resurrected from the dead, this will give you a new way of thinking and living your life, not living for self, but for him looking at the promise of Yahweh. So remember the words of Yahweh Shai. Just remember these words. <clears throat> We're going to go to Matthew 19, 28. Yahweh Shai said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit on the throne in his glory, ye also shall sit upon the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Yahweh I said, if you follow him, stay to the commandments of the Most High, in renewing your minds and giving of the Spirit to change your heart. You are born again in spirit and will sit upon the twelve thrones. This is all he was saying. So, with that, I wish you guys got some understanding. In uh, regeneration, do not equal reincarnation. Technically, all I was saying. Technically, what some of them teach and which they should not teach. But they was teaching without understanding. They was teaching, believing that they're showing you something else, in, which will put you in many different ways, which will actually hurt you in many different ways if you want to follow that way. But if you guys have any questions right now, I can answer some right now, and then, if not, I will go off. <clears throat> the Simpson called desperation. Sorry, speaks at the end times, the great tribulation. Yes, Gentiles. Yeah, not understanding quite what he says. Okay, um, look like we might not have any so far. Um, I'm still, let me say thank you. Okay, so look like I'm gonna wait a couple of more minutes, but if not, no questions, I will go off. And when it Passover, Passover already passed. 
So many you have many people who are going to be practicing Passover, but as I said before, many, many of them goes off the Gregorian calendar and many of them go off the uh, Jewish calendar. And going off a Jewish calendar is something that they shouldn't be doing, but that's technically what they do. And yeah, many of them still going off a, a dark moon when we know clearly that the Most High made two great lights, one to rule the day, one to rule the night. And then that we also do understand that she will she will decrease in her perfection. So that's something that, that people do have an issue with. And uh, let me see. And this, yes, okay, some of these name changes, yeah, not understanding. Uh, and use of a microwave, no. We got the same interest about creation as well as true today for the most high. And yeah, cre cre uh, cremation is not part of actually what we actually do as Israelites. So that's so cremation is not, is actually not done in us, which is also another, um, also another uh, form of what the uh, heathens had done to where they get you to go through the fire and basically which you um, destroying the body which something the Most High told us not to do. So those are things we have to also watch watch for because they're going to use any any form or any tool they can to get you to fall to sin. That's that's the biggest thing. So we got to make sure we watch out for that. So you always have to watch out for the leaven because many people will still send their uh, people through the fire in that way. Even once they leave here, once their spirit has left that body. It was still destroyed by fire. You know, and wise Pharisees against Yahweh also in Israel. So, why was the Pharisees and the Sadducees against Yahweh Well, mainly because he was sitting there saying that he was the son of the son of the Most High. That was part of why why he was really against them. And and with that's some part we have to understand because he came with a different doctrine and. They were still holding on to the doctrine because we have to remember that many of them, when they taught commandments, they added to them. And that's where the Talmud and all that stuff started popping up from. Because they start teaching a commandment, but then they'll tell you how to do them. And to do them, most times it's just simple English. So what they started doing, they started adding to the commandments. And as they add to them, they tell you don't add or take away from it. And what they were doing was adding to it. So when he came, he came and he was being, and he was making known this is really what the commandment is about. And the Pharisees and Sadducees was against that. So that's one of the purposes why they really wanted him off the scene. Sweet honey. Precept. Okay, and then we have um will you please explain how to go to precept to precept, meaning how to find the next verse and supporting verses. All that is actually done I do in private classes. I do touches of it outside of here, but I will not show it outside for the simple reason I do not do it publicly. For the simple fact is that publicly, we have had many um, uh, uh, Gentiles, and it's mainly Gentiles that love to do that. And then we have um, some Israelites like to do it. But what they want to do, once they learn the, the foundation, the structure on how to precept, basically what they do, they start trying to sell it. And that's in 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 Gentile people is well known for doing that, and they 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 one of the ones that is known 
to where they will make an agreement with you and they're the first one to break it. And the same as I can go here, even in the United States. If they told the Indians, same thing. They can do whatever they want to do with the land. They'll never charge them a dime for it. Basically what happened. Once they start putting casinos on that land, first thing they want to do is change the law to where they can start paying taxes on that, on, on that, and they, they completely lie. But you can't show me one treaty that, that, that um, heathens here had made that they have not broken. Not one. So that's the one of the main reasons. And once we uh, got a grip on that before, where we stopped them from selling them, that's why I do not teach openly. That's why in private teachings, I do not teach uh, Gentiles whatsoever for that reason alone. So that's why I don't, I don't really get into those outside of here, but to explain how to do precepts, we explain it. I show you exactly how to do it. I show you how to use the Bible as a complete dictionary. We touched on that once before, and I show you how to use that as that commentary. I will not do it openly for the simple fact of Gentiles love to sell everything. So that's one reason why I don't do it. And I mean, and thank you guys for a wonderful teaching. Um, okay, I'm there. Pardon me. I'm related. Please, can you? Yes, I will look at your email once I finish up here. I will be going through um, a lot of. Uh, emails and certain things and I try to make sure that they um we will we will go get to yours and and let me see actually I'm trying to get to this I think I went a little bit too far I think I went too far. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get it in chronological order, but I am sorry if I didn't pass it up. And and I have circumcised the foreheads of my private to keep the statute and commandments. And the Most High been bothering me since I've been awake. Okay. Teach us the truth. Come from. Thank you. I do do appreciate that. Shalom. Also. Is there a way to reach a young Israelite brother entangled in violence and bad music? Yeah, and all we can do is give them the word, my brother. Um, I do I do some teachings to um, young brothers and young sisters. And <clears throat> basically, um, the ones that's tied in music, what, what's going to happen is, is they still going to have a choice. Between some, going to look at the, um, the worldly side, some going to look at the spiritual side. And if the worldly side, they see they can, it's tangible. They can get to it right then. Spiritual is a whole nother thing. That's a future. So some still going to choose no matter what, they're going to choose the worldly. And then once you're worldly and you test it over there, he will give you more of that. He'll give you fame over there to keep you lost in your sins to which you will be damned. You are going to damnation. Technically what he does. And what I also let people know to what we really got to understand. See, this is not a game here. So when people think that they can do something or gain something from earth, don't think that you're going to take that into the heavenly because it's not going to happen. In do Acts 10, 28, do you think, I don't have to think, the precept shows that it clearly was a vision. 
referring to people and it was referring really to 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 Israelites acting as Gentiles. So that that's what it was because he refused to teach the Hell the Hellenist Jews is what he was doing. But that's all that's verse twenty eight is talking about. So Acts ten twenty eight is not talking about all people, it's still talking about Israel. And the Passover is the year exactly the same as Easter. Okay. Same no. No, it's not. Um uh Easter is not exactly the same time as um uh they got Passover. So the days that they even got on here, um Easter thirty first, March, April first, yeah, I don't know where they pulling that date from because that date is is a complete lie. So again, people still like to mix these two days up and mix them up with heathen days, which the days that they even have here is a complete lie. And and this is something to where we do like to shut down because even people who live in like the state things as this need to show where they coming where 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 it's coming from. Don't just make quotes because also what we're gonna start doing on the university side, which we already do in a couple of other countries, when you make statements and you don't support it with no precept, you will it will be taken down. Just because you say you don't think or this says this or this says that and you're not showing a precept, it will be taken down. Because we're not going to be going through where you falsely telling people stuff based on what you think. See, the same as the most high can care less what I think. The same as he can care less what you think. Only thing that matters is what the precepts are. The precepts is correct, then that then his 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 word is final judgment, not based on what we think. So that's part of the problem. And then um so does it mean that one spiritual encounter can lie subordinates? Doctrine based on okay now see now see weaned of Christian doctrine as we babes learn from the Father and his commandments. It's a boy useless wean of Christian. Yeah, basically the best thing to do is I'll stay away from all Christian doctrine. Pretty much. That's one of the best things to do. I know um it's hard for some people because they like some of the people that teaches whatever. But technically, they teaching you a lie, and they come off as good as good as everything. But I said, even his ministers will come as angels of light, so they don't come as harmless as a dove. But what, what the poison they have is deadly. And Pharisees were using Babylon oral laws as if given unto Moses. Pharisees was using Babylon. Yeah, that's more. Pharisees was using Babylon oral oral laws as if they were given unto Moses. Yeah, more so because what they was doing, they was using um, oral laws because they had make them up. And they was adding on to Moses, technically what they was doing. So yeah, that, that is correct. And, uh oh, I had to push it up too far. And, dang it. And again, I am... Okay, now then. When in Shabbat Israel, question, it's not John. Okay, one question, who is Haya, if not John the Baptist according to scripture? Wait a minute. The house of Israel, hallelujah, one question, who was Elahia, if not John the Baptist according to scripture, Matthew? Actually, this person is actually talking a little bit of nonsense. And we're going to look at this. Matthew 17. 
in verse 11 through 13. Let's go there and let's look at this. Matthew 11. One second, I have to get to Matthew 17. 11. It says, Jesus answered, saying, uh, Elias truly come first and restore all things. But he said unto you that Elias come already, and they and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise, also the Son of Man suffer of them. And the disciples understood that he spake unto them John the Baptist. Okay, same thing. What he's talking about, the same, the same type of spirit. But what you're saying here, you you trying to say that he, that Elijah was was um, Elias, which is another lie. This is what I'm talking about. This is why I actually went there and I wanted to read it out to the people, because you because if he came back as Elias, then you're talking about reincarnation again, which again you're not understanding the scriptures. So this is why I said it's so dangerous where you use people who like to use leaven like this, because. This is truly talking about spirit-wise. That's all it was saying. But you trying to say that he actually came in reincarnation, and that's not true. And so I can't use a microwave to warm up food. Sorry about that, my brother. Yeah, but that's that's a whole nother ball game. It's best thing to do is prepare uh, the day before. And basically, sandwiches is not a bad thing, and that's something that um. We actually look for, but then also, um, you know, um, that you know, I don't know what to say right there, you know, with that microwave, because a lot of people like to use the microwave and do it. And I will not receive my email for class. Really looking forward to the fellowship with the with Ontario. Yes, me also. Actually, you're in the Ontario Rancho area. I'm right in the same area. Inbox me, and I would love to uh, get with get with you, or send me a personal email at Elder M Johnson at at um kjbu.org and we can actually get together if you're in that same area and uh yeah i'd love to talk with you if you if, if you if you're in that area yeah i thank the most high for giving me your channel and i thank him for you and also um they told me about that you sister forham was having um some asthma problems and yeah i will make sure i keep you in my prayers and and always um I appreciate all your emails and everything that you that you send to me directly. And for the Passover is the fourteenth day of January for Israel. Know that it is not true. So the Passover is already passed, and this is the problem. But it's not in January. This is that's using the Gregorian calendar. And when is the proper Passover? Actually, we give that actually in the in the um in the calendar and we're going to go through that and the passover is 2018 um even if friday march 30th ends on saturday no that is not the truth so if so same thing put the precepts there show that how you got that date because most people pulling that date from jewish from jewish calendars and if you ever notice jewish calendars you have orthodox Jew, uh, uh, jewish people as well as uh, Messianic, which all of them going to have different days. And you just got to know what calendar you're going to, and you can see which one that Israel actually pulled their calendars from because some of them used the same calendars. 
So again, that's not true. And then what exactly do you pass over again? Need help on the reset. What do you actually do? You actually, what most people do on Passover, on Passover near evening, you actually have the meal and after and when evening is done, you are done. And you basically have a meal and main people mainly most people do sing some psalm, some hymns, some people do those. And some people will reminisce based on what they have went through. But other than that, that's pretty much what they do. So most people, they try to make some big deal out of it. And it's not really, I'm talking about a big deal far as they go through a whole lot of rituals, which is all added. And the same as your house, I said, where are we going to eat the Passover? Where are we going to eat it at? Technically what they're saying. But people make this um, big thing about it. As far as uh, you got to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. They start adding to it. Then after Passover, you have, you have seven days of unleavened bread. So it tells you right there. But Passover, once you eat it, is actually done. But people make a big thing about it. Some people teach before it. That's fine. Some people... Um, Reminisce over certain things or, or what they have learned during the Passover while they're eating it. Yeah, all that's fine, well, and good. But for doing all these certain rituals that certain camps will have you do, is a whole bunch of nonsense. And um, thank you, I truly appreciate And I appreciate you also. And thank you, looking forward to hearing from you. Okay, and uh, first address 1 1. Okay, I don't know what you're asking about it. And according to the Hebrew calendar, yeah, that's something we still will be giving out. Sloan Elder. If you don't know. Yeah, Shalom to you, and I really thank you for all all things too. Under the bones were broken. <clears throat> that he said it is finished, and that he's up in the mouth, and he said to pass over lamb. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, what is that? Is a good question. How will we reach our family and friend members with the truth? That is a question of questions, and I get this more than you really think. And I get this mainly by email. And the only thing you have to do, which is on you also, you have to tell them of the truth. You have to feed them what the truth is. But if they don't accept it, you kick the dust off your feet, off your, off the, off the bottom of your feet, and you keep on moving. Because if they don't accept it, that's on them. It clears you. But it's not to where you have to keep going back and keep going back and keep going back and keep returning to them to try to sell them the truth. Because if they are the truth and you tell them what the truth is, it will spark them and they will gain an interest in it. And they're going to try to find out what are you talking about. And they're going to gain a big interest for them. But you have you have a very you have a serious serious question, and you know I have, I have many of my family members who they touch on the truth, but then they move away from it. So so we are all on the same boat. So it's not like you know just because I'm a teacher that my whole everybody's on it. Everybody's not because it's based on based on the relationship with the Most High. Some some as I said even in there some look at um, positions. So I'm looking at different things and what they're doing. 
And the Most High is not looking at it. He don't have a respect of a person because of their position. So you have some where, you know, you have some who will excel even in the knowledge of the Most High. And they will get jealous behind that person. So you have many different things. So when you're trying to reach people who have the truth, you have people where you where, who's not in the truth. And let's, let, let's say you go to somebody who's not in the truth, but they go to church on Sunday and they believe in all this Sunday stuff. But then you go tell them they, they shouldn't be celebrating Christmas. And that's one, and that's one of their biggest favorite days of the, of the year. How are you going to sell them the truth? You can show it to them in Jeremiah 10 too. You can show it to them. Don't do the way of the heathens. Do not learn the way of the heathens. It can tell you this. But what will they do? Who will they choose? First thing they'll do is say, Yahawashai, or they're going to say Jesus Christ died up on the cross and, and took all that away. And he tell you right there in, in Matthew 5, 17, he came not, or don't think that he came to change the law, the Moses, or the prophets. He don't think that he came to change any of that. But they will sit there and say, Paul said it's all done away with. They're going to justify it to do what they do. So that's why you even see where Yahushua, when he looked out upon the people, the multiple, he started crying. Same thing, many things with you. You would look upon your own people. That's why he said you had to forsake your mother, your father, your, your brothers, your sisters, your children. If they're not of the truth, you only can share it with them. If they choose not to take it, you, you move on. And if he, if he decides to wake them up or to give them what it is, then, then, then bless them and, 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 feed, and feed much as you need to feed to them. But if they choose not to take it, why share your pearls with swine? You know, it's a hard thing to say, but that, that, that's complete truth of what's going on. So it says this year Passover and Easter are the same days. Yeah, this, um, um, I don't know why this person keep putting this up there, but I'm going to have these guys actually remove them. They keep pushing this, this, this false doctrine here because this year Easter and Passover is the same day, which is another total lie. So we get one more of that person. I need that person removed and not to come back in if they uh, push that one more time. And then uh, it says class and groups in Pittsburgh associated with Kiji. And can I join? Yeah. All you do is send me an email at um, elder.mjohnson at kjbu.org. And I don't know why my guys have not put that email up there, but most people know my email and most people can actually put my email up there. But um, we says that the Passover already passed. Yes, it has. Are you teaching through the week? Um, Sister Brown, yeah, we do teach through the week. And I mainly teach uh, through the university during the week. But we are um, actually carving out two days to where I will be doing it through the week in the private teachings. So, yeah, that is going to happen. And we are already in the process of doing that. And Shalom and Jesus died on Wednesday, three days. Yeah, um, you, that's Dale there. You can go read that right there in Daniel. Uh, Daniel 9, they tell you that he died on Wednesday. It tells you plain as day. So, and it's three days before. So yeah, you 
dead, you dead correct. That's exactly what happened. But that's the craziest part on what they teach. They teach that um, he died on Sunday and he got up on, he died on Friday and got up on Sunday, which is technically impossible because you still can't get three, four days and three, four nights out of those three, but people do it. So, but he actually died on Wednesday and if you go down, you're down, it actually verifies that for you. And, and yes, weeks ago, Passover was, and he was saying, you have a class. Yes, I do, and I do refuse to say when it was. And the reason why is the same reason why I can show you actually on the calendar, and still today, I will not state those for the simple fact on why it passed. And what most people do, because what happens on a lot, we have a lot of people that that's with different camps actually join in here. And they try to find different ways to do do certain things. So this is why even with the private teachings, I need to actually see you. I need to see you or I'm gonna hear your voice. I need to know who you are, who I'm dealing with. So I do that and I, I don't do that to, to try to, you know, we don't do this for money, but guess what? I don't want you out there trying to do this for money either. So I'm very strict on what I do. I'm, we're going based on past experiences and we changed, we changed up a lot of things because of that. And, and you see, I need help in the right resources. Well, tell you what, what we're going to do, we're going to take care of that resources and actually we're going to do a video, but I was going to do more of a comical video based on this is the best resource you can have. And I'm going to tell you, so y'all get a pencil, and you can write these resources down because I'm, I'm not using video, but I'm giving you the perfect resources to use. And this is for Sister Jacqueline. And number one, the first thing I want you to get is a King James Bible with the Apocrypha included because it should already have been in there. That's how the original King James Bible was. Okay. Number two. I'm going to tell you five of them. Number two, the second best resource to get is the King James Bible with the Apocrypha included. Make sure that's there. Okay, and then now the third best resource to get is a King James Bible with the Apocrypha included. Now the fourth one, have a notepad. And the fifth best resource to have is a King James Bible with the Apocrypha included. And you'll see why once you go into class. Now, based in that, what I just said, it's best to have at least, that I tell most people, at least good to have at least two to three King James Bible with the Apocrypha. Why? It helps you go through a lot of the precepts extremely a lot faster. So, that's one reason why, but technically a lot of other stuff you actually don't, you don't have to go through. And I trying to go through and uh, know in um, uh, Sister Flowers is elder.mjohnson at kjbu.org. And I hope they put that up because I keep saying that for some reason they have not put that up at, at this time. And uh, 
let's see and then it says uh, it's wearing fringes with the strings hanging down is something of the Jewish having their Bible on their books not quite understanding it's something the Jewish having their Bibles on their books wearing fringes with the strings hanging down is something yeah I'm not really quite understanding your question and what is about the microwave please yeah microwave you're still using heat so it's still using a form of fire that's that's the reason why so if it's warming up food on the Sabbath yeah so so that's part of what that is and the concept of a church is truly biblical and I have suspicion I was added in the New Testament and it was added in the New Testament to support the agenda of the B system again um, I need to see something that's supporting that because the assembly is nothing but a transliteration name of a church. The church don't mean nothing but a gathering place. What they change the church to is a location with a building. So again, when you come up with these concepts and people like to use church, it's truly biblical. And now you want to say you want to go against the Bible and saying that the Bible saying church here. And this is what it actually means. That's not what it's actually saying. That's what people say it means. Church don't mean nothing but gathering, which is a transliteration from assembly. From assembly, which is also assembly, which is also called a Moab. A Moab is also called a synagogue, which is an assembly of people. That's all it actually means. So we need to get off those where people start using English translations or English uh, um, understandings in making the Bible, trying to make the Bible contradict itself which that's not true and no I can't use the microwave no you can't yeah he got it right and praises and uh, the same Jesus taken up from heaven the same Jesus which is taken up into heaven should come like in a manner as he has seen in heaven and now this again I don't know where this person uh, now they talking actually want to tell you what we just need to remove that person because now they're getting into this rapture type and rapture cannot be in the Bible. So we need that person actually just actually just removed. You know, we just need to just just take them out of there. Because this is just it's, yeah, they just keep going on this other tangent. And just like I said, we, we're not trying to get some Christian beliefs involved in these in these in these teachings. And then um, let's see and or get you a warmer, yeah, bag one. Yeah, actually, I'll tell you what, that's not a bad thing that um, Sister Flower was talking about. And Saturday, you use most high, yeah, extra hour on Sabbath. And John, and Shalom, you did not read another precept on John 1 19 20. Let me see what they are talking about. So I need to see what they're talking about on 119, John 119. And let's see, 119. It said, this is the record of John. When the Jews seen the priest and Levites in Jerusalem, ask him, who art thou? And they confess and deny it not and confess, I am not the Christ. They ask him, what then? Art thou Elias? He said unto them, I am not. Okay, <clears throat> what part are we missing? I don't know what part are we missing here. Again, it's making this clear. 
They asked if he's Elias. He said no. But you are trying to say he's Elias. He's telling you himself, and they're asking John himself, is he Elias? He's saying no. So this is, this is what I'm saying when people get into false doctrine. This is what people want to argue. They ask clearly, who is he? And they're saying again, they ask him, he is not the Christ. They ask him, what then? Art thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Art thou that prophet? He answered, no. What part are you missing here? See, this is, this is, this is why I say people get into false doctrine and you saying, I'm missing another precept or saying that, you know, you saying that if he's saying he's Elias, he's telling you clearly he's not. These are, these, these are controversies and, and misunderstanding people get into. This is why it's very important to why you understand precepts and that's not a precept. The only precept that approve is just showing that he's not Elias, not proving that he, he was Elias. And there's big controversy going on with fringes. I feel scripture is clear, but sometimes interpretations are off all the time. But a lot of people, because the Bible do not carry interpretation. Bible carry riddles, dark speeches, and everything else within it. But it is no interpretation because it actually gives you the meaning in the Bible once you understand the Bible on what it's saying. Once you understand the first five books, you will have a clear understanding exactly what it's saying all the time. But he's telling you, it is no scripture that has no interpretation. It has precepts. He tells you exactly how to read his book based on precepts. You get the precept, you have no interpretation. It's the same as you look at the same one that most people love to use is Isaiah 28.10. The precept must be upon precept. But why? You go to Psalms 119.4. Don't go to Psalms 119.104. You go to Psalms 119.4 because you commanded to do, keep the precept diligently. Why? Because through precepts, you get knowledge and understanding. Therefore, you hate every false way, which is Psalms 119.104. It tells you this. So through the precepts, you need no interpretations. Through precepts, you get understanding. Through precepts, you get his knowledge. That's what this does. So when the next holiday of the Lord, please name the next holiday. And then that's something we're still going through in the teaching. Thank you, Elder Johnson, for another educational lesson. The word, thank you. Brothers, and provide private teachings. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Sister Forham. And thank you. I appreciate it. And, and how much are the calendars? The calendars are actually completely free. According to the Gregorian calendar and the pagan, we don't use pagan, we actually use heathen. Pagan actually softens it, but he calls them heathens. And start Friday, Good Friday, correct, and does for one week and another as well. And it's your Barcelona elder, but you didn't read the precepts here again. See, you're going through this again, which is actually making no sense. And commandments keep. All statutes and commandments. Even the family will give them the truth. If they don't accept it, shake the dust off your feet. Yes, sister for him. That's exactly what, what it is. And I have done many. Many of my own family members the same way. And um, so I'm glad to hear the case, trying to break through the people, strongholds such as, yeah. 
So done with that. I need to see a video called The Devil's Fringes on the channel House of Wisdom. And Israel, look up the sky. And the Sabbath day. All right. And um and Brother Stan Williams, also um a lot of the um monitors like to call him Nehemiah. He actually um actually pretty pretty known throughout some of the people who um monitor some of the channels here. So so yeah, so uh, actually glad to see you my brother and actually we still trying to get a hold to that. We have a couple of people actually looking for um for what you uh, um me and you had spoke about through email. So so I'm still on that, my brother. Thank you so so much for joining the university. Family is the hardest. Uh, three thousand percent correct. I think we need a third party documentation for partially and uh, the highest to accept the truth. Yes. Chapter eight. Sister Forham. And is there a class there? Uh, not currently, right now, it's not one in the MD area. And them trying to get to, in the Jewish book, Tamud, it talks about the fringes and how to wear them. Yeah, exactly. They're going to tell you exactly how to wear them. And actually, they even tell you what colors. They, they tell you a particular color that even has to be. And if you get the right Tamud, it'll tell you exactly the blue has to come out of a um out of a um out of the ocean out of a um out of an oyster to which uh they mix with the colors to make sure that color is correct so that's something you also have to watch what you got to remember Jewish books they teach you on top of the laws and um so you are you are misinterpreting Messiah Messiah said and came, no, and then John Baptist said he is writing, he is not, but in John one twenty one, you're actually still talking confusion. As I said again, you're trying to sit there and say John is Elias. That's what we keep saying. John telling you he's not Elias, you're trying to say he is Elias. So it's not misinterpreting scripture, it's saying, you just seen the same one when you looked at John one one nineteen. It's telling you exactly He's saying clearly he is not Elias. That's all he's saying. Elias, and to tell you even more, to even get more into it, to even to show you more about it, the spirit of Yahweh, which he received from Yahweh, is the same one that Elias had. That's all it's actually saying. So, the same, the same Holy Ghost that was in Elizabeth. <clears throat> which was in Mary is the same that Elias had. Same thing. That's all this is saying. You keep trying to say this is reincarnation. That's what you're trying to do around about. That's not what I'm saying. We saying it's not Elias. He had the spirit. That's all it's saying. So either you need to learn a little bit more about what you're saying because you're trying to put something more in it and trying to make it seem more because it's telling you clear as day in John 1, 19 to 21. He's telling you himself that he's not 
Elias. And let's see what about and thank you being part of the class so important to learn precept properly and you will get and you get an answer in my email shalom in the class and praise to the I shall be blessed well, thank you all your patience to teach on this Sabbath day and I thank you brother Mike and sorry I didn't get the point yeah Sabbath shalom I am not saying John is Elias the Messiah said in Matthew 17 again he said Elias came already this is see this is what I'm saying you have, he said he came already. He did not say that John was Elias. See, this is the part to where you're not understanding. I don't know what part you're not understanding. <clears throat> Yahweh I knew who he was as well as John knew who he was. The only people who don't know who he was was you. <clears throat> Excuse me. In John 17, in Matthew 17, 11. I'm going to go here one more time for you. <clears throat> Matthew 17 11 we're going to go there one more time it says Jesus answered and said unto him Elias truly come first truly destroyed all things and I say unto you Elias has come already <clears throat> and they knew him not but have done all have done unto him whatsoever they listed likewise so shall the son of man suffer of them this is all he's talking about you talking about a spirit <clears throat> and he's going to restore all things that spirit going to come it's talking about the same identical thing which is in isaiah it's no different but you keep trying to say it's elias and he keep telling you john tells you he's not elias so john if you keep thinking john is elias you need to go teach that somewhere else because as I said, he's not Elias. He's telling you himself when you look at John 1.19. He's telling you himself he's not Elias. He know who he is. So it seems like you 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 have a problem. It seems like you really have a problem with that with that issue there. So this is this is the biggest problem where 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 you get people as this and they do certain things as that. And this is why. I don't know why people do it in this way, but mainly when people get into doing that to where they're trying to push where he's telling you plain as day, he's not them. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. And, um, and it says, Shalom, my people. So it seemed like everything else, you know, all the, I'm asking and one, one. Okay. That's what you're saying. Let's go over here and listen. Well, let's go look at it. That's what you're saying, because I didn't quite understand what you were saying there. Let's go to Idris. First Idris, you want to go to one and one. And that's what you're saying. And so it says, uh, the feast of the Passover in Jerusalem unto his Lord and offered the Passover on the 14th day of the first month. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to qualify the same thing we said in uh, uh, Leviticus 23 and 5. It's qualifying the same thing. But now... The days is the one that the people want to know. The exact day of the month that they're talking about that is in today. That's basically what they're doing. But I tell you what, send me send me an email and I will actually give you those days for that to, to make sure that you understand exactly what's going on. So 
with that that we're gonna uh, we're gonna go ahead we're gonna close out and then on the next one we're gonna start going through a few things to where we're gonna start looking at a lot of different commandments and I know that's another big one that a lot of people is actually asking about so with that I wish that each and every person has a, uh, a blessed uh, shalom and a blessed Shabbat to where each and every person can continue and continue in this way and have a beautiful, a beautiful day. So with that, I bid each and every person a shalom.